after show where designers discuss design. Uh, this is the after show for episode 81, The Pros and Cons. We've kicked Eric and Ben just right out. They're gone, so now we can just talk to each other, I suppose. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. great about the things we wanted to say but could not because we were being polite. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, Sin. What do we do here? I've never done an after show before. Oh, not one of these ones. This is uh, the newfangled after show where we don't have the guests, so we just get to say our piece. Now, <clears throat> I think we said it quite a bit when we were on the air as well, but uh, we'll just carry on with our thoughts on conventions. Now, uh, I've never been to Metatopia, JR. Tell me more about it because it's very oh actually, it's physically closer to me than a whole lot of other conventions. It's in New Jersey. And I gotta tell you, Sen, I Metatopia is in Morristown, New Jersey, which means you fly to Newark and then take about a forty-five minute train ride from Newark to uh, Morristown. And you get off and you, you can just grab a five-dollar cab ride or just walk a block and a half to the hotel. Metatopia is my favorite convention of the year, and for most conventions, that's because of the people. Um, and Metatopia has some of my best friends in the world and some amazing people. Besides that, because most conventions have amazing people, Metatopia has this really structured playtesting system where you sign up for slots and players sign up to play your games. And they handle it kind of the way that Unpub is handled, only if you imagine if like every Unpub designer or every Unpub playtester had to sign up for games ahead of time. And they hold everyone, the okay, designers, okay. the players, the people that run the convention, hold everybody super accountable for where they're going to be and what they say they're going to do, which creates just like a very structured environment that makes it very easy to go and get feedback. I actually struggle to ask people to playtest my games because um, I always want to prioritize other people's work over my own work. Um, And Metatopia lets me say, like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. Also, there aren't many conventions that I get to go to that have, like, a presence for RPGs and for uh, LARPs, which is Mm. another really cool thing that is also going on. So you get to talk to designers who are trying to solve problems that are completely different from anything that you're working on at all. And a lot of the, even the board game designers who are there, because they're from that environment, also do RPGs and LARPs and things like that. So you get people who are really working on very, very different kinds of games and molding different kinds of experiments. I love it. Um, also, the restaurant scene around Metatopia, around Morristown, is really nice. There's a bunch oh, of really cool restaurants. Yeah. That's um, good. I like, I like food. Yeah. Good. And, it, you know, it's like a little downtown area. It's like, it's not downtown Indy. It's not downtown Dallas or whatever. It's just like a walkable little, like, northeastern town, right? As right. soon as you walk out of the hotel, you're just, like, in a town, right? Like, a town probably so has 80,000 people in it. Who cares? You're saying November 5th, 6th, then, right? Yeah, man, it's... Honestly, it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. It's yeah, sadly, that, that's my local con that weekend. So I can't make it this year, but we'll see if it happens on a different weekend some other time. I'll try and get down. Because uh, that that's not a bad trip for me for... Um, yep. For a, like in the middle of term, I can't go to Dallas. It'd be like traveling a whole day and then having to travel a whole day back, but New Jersey's right. like nothing, so... Yeah, no, I, I would like to go, because the first time... I think you told me about it like two years ago, that and like, was it Dream Nation or something? Dream, they do a couple... Yeah, Dream that. Nation, also uh, DexCon, and they have a fourth one right, that I'm Dexcon, blanking on. Dexcon, that's it. Cool. Dexcon is like the big board game playing mm-hmm. one, and then Dream Nation is like RPGs and LARPs, hardcore... But there's also a nice game design scene. So the two that I usually go to are Metatopia and Dreamation. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of game designers, you know, <clears throat> around our age, you know, in the late 30s, early 30s, late 40s, early 40s, whatever, in that kind of gender, in this generation, you know, grew up playing D&D. So I think there's a lot of us who play role-playing games still, and that crossover between board games and role-playing games is sure. always going to be a thing. So well, I, I would actually really value going to 
a, a mixed one because I'm in the process of designing like five RPGs, so I think it's fun. Yeah, I think you can split. In my experience, and I'm talking about like I guess my generation. I'm 32. Like there is there is an up and coming generation of designers who have gotten into game design in the last say two to five years, right? And it, it's real. You can see it. People are coming into it. And to me, I see that people come from one of two backgrounds. They either were Magic the Gathering players or maybe Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh players, but they were like collectible card game players who played yeah. at a fairly high level, which allowed them to develop the skill set of like building a deck, of structuring something, of trying to create something that's going to happen, and it's very like mechanistically focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people who played RPGs. Maybe it's D&D, maybe it's Pathfinder, maybe it's other stuff. But they come into it with a really strong sense of how to craft a player experience and how to craft a narrative through a gaming experience. Um, and it's so much fun for me because I am the first one. I am the Magic the Gathering player, and I think about games in terms of information management and systems. Um, even when they're, like, storytelling games, I still think about them from the standpoint of a Magic player. And it's so much fun to interact with people who are way more on this side of coming from RPGs because they approach games. It took me years to even understand that that approach was even valid, right? I was like... <laughs> what is, it's, like it's totally valid. No, of course it is. Of course <laughs> it is. It's, it's, in fact, more valid because, like... In some ways, yeah. Like, when you're a competitive Magic player, you don't care about the experience that your opponent has. <laughs> you're trying to give them the worst possible experience you can, right? Like, you're trying to craft the least interactive least fun experience possible for your opponent. But well, when especially you're not head, player. Head, to head to head magic. I mean, my, my yeah. decks were always, I get to play and you don't. That, right. was, that was always like, my decks. <laughs> like, I want you to hate yourself and everything else, and at the most, especially me when we're done. But in an RPG setting, like you're trying to craft a narrative that keeps everyone involved and engaged the entire time. And if you think about it, that is much closer to the kind of experience that the best board games are creating, right? Yeah, and that you want your the more, I'm going to use the bad word of casual gamers, want, right? Right. At least when you're losing, you want to care about the experience, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That the the, the narrative experience and the overall holistic experience that you're creating as a board game designer is the thing. Um, So that's another con to go to. uh, Dexcon for the gaming part of it, and then uh, Dream Dream Nation and Metatopia. And do they all happen in Morristown? All in Morristown, yeah. All at the Morristown Hyatt. And you said the, the... Attendance is around what? Uh, for Dexcon, I want to say it's like 2,000. For Dreamation, I think it's about 1,200. And for Metatopia, it's like 350. That's the other thing. At Metatopia, there are maybe 75, 100 board game designers there. I, Abby's going to slap me on the back of the head and tell me my number is wrong. But like, it's, it's a number that is small enough that over the course of a two-and-a-half or three-and-a-half-day weekend, depending on how long you're there, you will talk to every single person who is there. Right? Yeah. Like it's, one of, it's one of those conventions where, like, by the by, the end of the day on Saturday, you won't even say hi to people in the hallway anymore because you'll do it. You see them the entire day, right? Yeah. It's like that intimate, and it's really nice because it gives you time just to work on stuff, right? And it's totally acceptable. Like, hey, you want to just like step out and go grab like a bagel or something, and then come back and just like talk about this game on the half an hour that we do that and come back? Yeah, sure. And you just do that all day, right? It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I love that idea. Um, and for people who don't co-design, because I pretty much predominantly co-design. Yeah. It's it's invaluable to have just somebody to bounce ideas off of all the time. So, a, a very dedicated convention or conference where it's just designers or mostly designers and playtesters yep. is a wonderful thing. I think that's a great experience. Tiff, have you gone to a design centric uh, convention yet? If you just ask me something, my headphones are off. Oh, did you go? Have you gone to a design centric convention yet? I mean, Other I've been to Unpub and I've been okay. to Photospiel. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, um, but, but I want I want to talk about I want to talk about conventions on the West Coast because sure 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 
Because <laughs> everything centers around Port- Portland and well, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff in Seattle. There's some stuff in um, like Silicon Valley, and then there's some stuff in South Bay or sorry, uh, Southern California as well. But um, it's one of those things. Like most of the major conventions that either are talked about or just popular or well known are on East Coast or Central or the Midwest. But like it's the Far East Midwest. So as somebody that lives on the West Coast who's paying to go to these conventions out of my own pocket, like, it's really tough to go to these conventions, and people are like, oh, it's the best convention, it's super small, intimate, and it's like, that sounds amazing, but I can't justify spending, you know, $800 on airfare plus hotel plus food to go cross-country when, yeah. So, um, for West Coast, I actually did not know, and there's a lot of people here that every once in a while, like, I'll be out at a game store, and somebody will walk up and be like, hey, you going to so-and-so's blah, blah, blah convention this weekend? And I was like, and I'll always be like, wait, what? Like, I've never heard of this. Um, so there are conventions in the West Coast. I think they're just as kind of unknown as Metatopia. The difference is, is that they don't have people like JR who have media channel things sitting there going, hey, this is awesome, you should go to this. But um, this last weekend in Portland, we had three conventions. Yeah, I know. Uh, So there was XOXO Fest, which is a much larger festival uh, than just board games and game design. But there's video games, there's tabletop games, there's also just like, there's comics, there's art. It's, It's basically just a giant art festival, but they now have a tabletop component as well. Um, and then they have an arcade where you can, like, go and play. So there was that. And then we had an Unpub Mini on Saturday that was completely independent and just, like, a thing that was happening. And I went to that, and that was awesome. And then we also had Rose City Comic Con. Yeah! Which um, I didn't realize it's, like, the biggest convention that Portland, or, like, it's in this area. Um, and that was apparently super awesome. I didn't go, but I know that um, my friends at Daily Magic Games were there, and they were working a booth. Um, so that's just some of the conventions. I know there's PDX Age, which is a smaller convention that I went to. They didn't have, there's like some, um, there's a Playtest Northwest, which is an organization right. in the Northwest. Yeah, that Maggie, does a lot just, of, Maggie's just noting that on the stream, yeah. Yeah, um, so they're, it's actually really funny. They're based more in Seattle, but, um, they, um, so they're at PAX and they do their own events, uh, every month a couple of mo- times a month in the Seattle area. But um, one of the main, like, organizers of Playtest Northwest actually lives in Vancouver, Washington, which is, you know, 20 minutes from here. Right. Um, so every once in a while there's events in Portland. There's not a ton, and we want to work on getting more, but that's a thing. Yep. Um, so if you're on the West Coast in this area looking to play test northwest they have a pretty good community and they have a patreon i believe where if you back you can get free tickets to uh conventions that is a great idea that's a really good idea yeah so if you back their patreon at a certain level you're guaranteed a certain number of free tickets to conventions you just have to sign up so um like, like a month before the convention or two months or something, they'll say, okay, tickets are available, and you have to sign up for a certain number of slots where you are going to be there with your game, and it's an unpublished game that you're trying to playtest, and then they'll give you a badge. So they did that for PAX recently. So if you're a designer and you want, and you live in this area and you've always wanted to go to PAX and 
playtest games at PAX, um, there you go. Like, mm. <laughs> join Playtest Northwest. Um, they do other conventions as well. I don't know them all off the top of my head, but there's a good number of conventions. Um, there's Sasquatch, which is sort of similar to Gathering of Friends, but it's getting more... It's it's easier to get an invitation to Sasquatch than it is to get an invitation to Gathering of Friends. Um, but it's just all games from Essen. Yes. Thank you, Barback. <laughs> the Daryl old <laughs> over last year. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Um, there's the Evergreen Tabletop Expo in Tacoma, somebody was saying. Um, there's... Uh, there was one... There's um, OrcaCon. There's... Um, is it Geek Girls? I can never... It's the Maggie. I can't Maggie, remember. The one that Maggie does? The one that Maggie's part of. Yeah. Um, which focuses on women. Game Girls? Geek Girl Gone? Yeah, but I think that's just an organization that is in some... It's generally um, other parts of conventions. So sure. she'll... When the lag catches up... <laughs> Geek Girl Con. Yep. There we go. Um... So yeah, there's lots of conventions on the West Coast as well, and the great thing is, is if you live anywhere on the um, Pacific Northwest um, corridor, you can take a train, which is about there's slightly cheaper tickets than plane tickets, um, and it's not as long as I would say it's about the same amount of time when you consider, and if you fly, you have to like go through security and you have to get there early and like you have to deal with all the airport crap. Whereas if you just take the train, you just show up like a bus and you get on and then you're good. It's like so, a bus, but on rails. Yeah, and the trains are actually really nice. It's really beautiful and the seats are super comfortable. They're more comfortable than a plane. Like, you can oh, get yeah. up and walk around and yeah. no one cares. <laughs> you can lean back and, like, nobody really minds. Yeah, and they have, like, if depending on the train that you are on, they have, um, they have cars that have just, like, nice tables where you can go and play board yeah. games and they yeah. don't mind. Yeah, just don't let Jason Jason Brenner travel on the same train as you. Apparently, Jason Brenner from um, Jason Brenner from uh, Upper Deck is apparently a drama magnet on transit. So, oh, yeah, bad. Oh, um, so I'm gonna just name out some more conventions here that we got online. So let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna tell you guys about Proto To in Toronto. Was the first one was held in August this year. It went off really nicely. There were three or four different publishers there, about 100 attendees in, te- in terms of designers and p- playtesters, and it just, it's just going to get bigger as it goes along. Um, this was the first year that we tried an unpub type event at uh, Fan Expo, Fan Expo being like our hugest event in fandom in Toronto, uh, you know, like with over 150,000 uniques uh, attendees over the four days. It, did, it just needs more advertisement and more time. Uh, and that will also be something good. Uh, you know, we've done Protospiel North up here, but that hasn't been going on for a while. I keep on wanting to bring it back. It's just a question of time. Um, other things here. Uh, so Pacificon, KublaCon, HadeCon. I think those are all in the Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, and so those are some other ones that are getting shout-outs on the feed. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff. I know that uh, RinCon in Arizona and uh, SaltCon. Stratacon. Yeah, Stratacon, SaltCon in um, Utah, etc. Those are all ones where designers that I personally you know, know will go to playtest their games. Uh, so I think there's design stuff happening in a lot of cons out there. It just 
there's definitely some ones that if you are a designer, you need to look them up in terms of things like Metatopia and the Unpub series and the Protospiels and things like that. And okay. it's uh, CrafterCon, I believe, or CraftCon, that uh, is the one that JT from the Game Crafters throws in, I believe, I believe it's actually mid-November. For some reason, I think it's then in, like, Milwaukee or Wisconsin somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Uh, I wanted to mention also, because we're talking a lot about a, a lot of conventions, but I think that there's an un... You see this bias towards the large conventions, like Gen Con and Origins and BGG, because I feel like those are the ones that people who... Um, that's the one that... Those are the ones that get the most media coverage, because yeah, sure. those are the ones that... As somebody in the media, I'm going to go to those because I need to get the pre-releases so that I can play them and, and get stuff on them and so I can, you know, boost signals thing, yeah. and do and create content and things like that. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like, they're the best cons. Like, I have a lot of fun at the smaller cons that are local where I can go and I can spend all day and be super tired, and then I can just come home and sleep in my own bed. Like, those are <laughs> super awesome as well. They but those are. Ones, those ones don't typically get, like, a lot of media coverage because they're not, they're not where the hype is. They're not where there's new, big, shiny things being released. It's all yeah. just about people coming together and playing games. And so those are super awesome to attend as well. Yeah, Andy Jewett is just uh, plugging Grand Con in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Daryl, myself, uh, Josh, Helena, his wife, who is the publisher for Kids Table Games, um, and a bunch of other designers will actually be there. So if you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or want to go to Grand Rapids, Michigan next weekend, this com coming up weekend, that's where a bunch of us will be. Mike Fitzgerald will be there. We'll be playing his new Legacy game that JR, yep. if he's listening, helped work on as well. So a Legacy Noir Detective card game. So all the best things, like seriously, from Mike Fitzgerald, the king of cards, in my opinion. Uh, JR did the development for that. So, yeah. So we'll be looking at a lot of little cons and hopefully we'll get something from there. I'm, and Maggie is saying, you know, I, I love smaller cons. I find I don't prioritize them. And we also rarely take time out for ourselves when we're at cons. So the smaller ones are nice because we can, and I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, quick question before you leave, JR. Uh, yeah. Matt Bonner would love to know, what, other than board gaming, what are some other hobbies or pop culture things that you enjoy? To me? me yeah, yeah. Well, to everybody. We're going to start with you, though. We're starting with you. got to go. And then you uh, well, I'm a season ticket holder for the Texas Rangers. My wife and I watch baseball all the time. Uh, I play guitar, and I'm currently teaching myself some different aspects of blues guitar. I play hockey. Uh, I watch football. I read a ton of books. I used to do a lot more interesting things than I do now. I think now I basically make games and play games and try to just, like, find time for other stuff when I can. Um, yeah. This hobby has sort of just, like, infiltrated my entire life. Yeah, it does that. Yeah. Yeah, hey, JR, before, before you go, they want to know, the stream wants to know, uh, what was your rebuttal to Eric that you had to hold back? What was the question? I don't remember. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, we'll have to go through the feed and find out. I'm yeah. sure we could look at the chat, <laughs> the chat log. I'm trying to think what it was. Um, Apparently, was, JR, you also do a lot of charity work. I do. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I don't think... The charity work is never me. It's never about me. It's lots of people working together to make the communities yeah, better. Of so. course. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, I record a podcast. I record the JR Plays podcast. Yeah, if you guys yeah. think that's cool, 
Google JR plays or go to nerdstable.com and look at the first uh, the first. Curtis link. is saying it was about playtesting, where you had a rebuttal to Eric about playtesting. Oh, yeah. So first off, I wanted to agree with Eric and say that I follow. I credit it to Ignacy. Ignacy Trezwichak is the first person that I heard talk about it this way. That like. I watch how players act while they play and then don't really care about what they say afterwards. Not because what they say afterwards isn't important, but because people are really bad at knowing what they feel or being able to express how they feel and what they think. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we, in fact, lie about what we think even when we don't realize that we are doing it, right? Um, and when somebody has to say, like, oh, I liked or didn't like this, they will definitely let your relationship color how they answer that question or what they talk about. But, like, when people are just having real emotional, visceral responses to something happening in a game, they will be honest. Like, no one will be like, oh, I'm so glad that happened to me because my friend is right here. They'll be like, oh, that sucks. I didn't like that. You can write that yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like, God, what else did he say about playtesting? Um, he said a lot. It's Eric. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was interesting he, that he does NDAs for his playtesters. I think when you're at Eric's part and you're working on IPs or you are you're making so much money on those things that the actual damages to you if an idea came out and ruined a publisher relationship would be large enough that an NDA would be required. But I can't even imagine asking my playtesters to design NDA. It's like, I have the, I'm just the crappiest ideas. And if someone was like, oh, I played this crappy idea, I would want to NDA it so that my reputation wasn't hurt by people talking <laughs> about my stuff. Nice. Right? Nice. Like, oh, that JR, oh, what a piece of crap his games are. But, yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know I th- Eric's at the level where you know it's Eric's studio, which is you know Eric, um, yeah. and so when we play test this stuff, we, we it's just a it's just a piece of paper. We all sign it, um, yeah. so it's not horrible bad. It's not like you know you will name your first son, firstborn Eric. I don't know, man. Ever, Every but... time that I sign something like that, I just feel like I'm giving away a little bit of my autonomy. Like, I'm not a libertarian, but I'm libertarian in very strange ways, right? <laughs> Like, what does this mean that I won't do? Does this mean I can't design a game that might use one of the words or concepts from this? Because I'm not signing that. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, Tiff, what about you? What other than board gaming are you into? Hobby-wise, pop culture stuff, fandoms? Um, I I used to be into a lot more fandoms for stuff, but I never was, like, crazy into anything. Oh, bye, JR. Gotta go, guys. I'm so sorry. It's the middle oh, of the oh, day. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for being yeah. on. I love both of you so much. Huge hearts, Tiffany. It's so good to see your face. Fern, it's so good to see your face. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Um, Yeah, I'm not a big, like, fandom person. I, um, I, like, I enjoyed watching Doctor Who, but I never really got into it. I haven't seen, like, the last two seasons. So, yeah, but, um, we actually don't even own a TV. Like, we just don't watch a lot of stuff in that regard. Uh, Anyway, I've been reading the Tamar series from Naomi. I can't remember her last name, and I'm really digging that. But cool. yeah, I'm not really like fandom. Um, as for hobbies, right now our hobby is the puppy, yeah, that's <laughs> Zena, right. um, and our house, which is old and needing lots of repair. But we have like we have like as of this weekend, we have like five boxes left to unpack. So I'm super proud of that fact. Um, so like lots of I'm learning and researching and watching a lot of videos on YouTube about building furniture and patching walls. And like last week I had to reroute some electricity. <laughs> like, wow, and you're not dead. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I'd be totally dead. Totally dead. Uh, it's just, we bought a, it was really funny. I bought a book from Home Depot, which is like the Home Depot book of like 
how to do 121 things in your house. And we kind of like, I saw it and was like, haha, we need that. And then I actually flipped through it and it's like amazing. Uh, and it includes a DVD with videos and it's just so it's a lot like better. It's like a life hacks book. Yeah, well, it's just <laughs> all the things to do in your house. And so they like teach you about the electrical systems and like how it works. And they even have sections on Canadian electrical systems. What? Uh, yeah. We have, have electricity in Canada? What? I thought it's all ice powered. I thought um, it was too. <laughs> but it's really helpful. Um, so it's just like, that's, that's kind of one of our main hobbies. And then also just... Um, Sometimes I knit. Like that's <laughs> sometimes that's I knit. For the most right. part most part it's just been like home repair, fixing stuff, gardening. I like yeah. now have a garden. Which that's is random. The, you're like you're like so like homemakery now. I know, it's ridiculous. Our white picket fence is just like It's, it's literally cheap. a white picket fence. Yeah, we literally have a white picket <laughs> fence. Like we we joked about when we first started looking for houses, how we just needed to get a white picket fits house and like two and a half kids and yeah. like, whatever. And and now it's like, well, well we, two, have, we have dogs, two and a half we dogs. Two dogs and we have a tiny cat, which is like well, two and a half kids. Yeah, that is like two and a half kids. Yeah, They'll, and they, a white picket fence. They actually probably listen to you better than my two and a half kids. Uh, I feel maybe. like I have two and a half kids. I have only two kids, but that little one feels like another extra half. He's so <laughs> Uh, so just before we go, because it's almost time to go, my hobbies include jujitsu. I choke people a lot. Choke them. Uh, <laughs> I like comic books an awful lot. Uh, I make music. I make a lot of music. Not as much as I used to, unfortunately, but I still do a lot of music stuff. Uh, right here in front of me, there's my keyboards. You can hear them. And my turntables are over there, my microphones. My band is actually in Winnipeg, which is a, couple, a province over, but... Um, we don't, I don't play live with them anymore, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of about it. I just, I like my kids and we do kids stuff and they're in theater. So I go watch a lot of their plays, but yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, um, other than, so conventions are a big thing for me for a lot of reasons, because I like a lot of stuff that's at them, but I actually hate conventions. Did you know that? I'm not, I, I, not. I hate conventions because I'm an introvert, right? So I, I oh. it takes a lot of energy for me, energy for me to be out there. So, um, so this is, this, and it's not just because the gathering is the gathering, but the gathering runs over 10 days. And so I like it better because I don't have to give my all for two days in a row. I can space it out a little bit. I can like, I'm not going to do anything particularly hectic today and yeah. I'm just going to sleep or I'm going to swim in the pool or I'm going to do something. But when I'm at a game convention, like Gen Con, I feel like the four days that I'm there are going to be the best four days ever because I'm going to be up for 48 hours straight. And mm -hmm. then, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I like, I like the quieter, smaller cons. And so I'm looking forward to going to Grand Con for the first time in a week to see what that's like. It's only four hours of from my house, it's not that bad. Uh, take, I'm taking the kids to their first big game convention. They've been to Fan Expo. They've been to the small ones here. I, I actually think the one in my hometown, London, Ontario, is bigger than Grand Con. The one in London, Ontario, uh, we had a one-day convention last year, and it was 5,000 people. And this year, we're expanding it to a two-day convention, and it'll probably be you know seven and a half to 10,000 people. So I don't know if Grand Con gets that much. Who knows? It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know anything that happens there. There's a lot of stuff in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people there. And it's cold and they like games. Apparently yes. my dog wants out too, so we better shut the feed down. 
There's Matilda. You can see her behind the chair. Hey, Matilda, look. Oh, look, there's Matilda. She's just as photogenic as Xena. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, man, the dogs. All right. So, anyways, gang, we'll see you guys next week when I will announce the applicant. <laughs> there's Xena. For um, the Game Dojo, we'll have Matt, uh, Matt Loomis and Isaac Shalev on the program. Daryl should be back. If not, well, I don't know. We'll... We'll get somebody, uh, maybe JR again. I don't know. But Tiff, it's Cheers. great seeing you, and we'll see you later. Say goodbye to the internet, Tiff. Goodbye, internet. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.